seeking an entertaining, exciting, and lighthearted experience? Embark on a podcast adventure with this dynamic mother-daughter duo who've practically grown up side by side. One is an actor, the other a talent manager. Together, they'll treat you to candid, lively reviews of film, television, and all things Hollywood on Beyond the Bond. episode seven and this is for the women tell all um i know it's been a minute but we're so happy to be back and to get into a little trouble talking about this show yeah wow you just weren't gonna chime in you're you're just gonna leave leave me hanging i said i was gonna speak as less as possible since i lost my voice so miss jackson um is sick even though she I'm not sick. She's trying to say she's not sick. She is sick. Let's get that straight. She does not have allergies. It was, I lost my voice first going to see Paul Rodriguez comedy show. I laughed so hard, so loud, and it was noisy in there. And I had to talk over all of this noise to my friends at the table. She next morning, basically, what happened is she got sick, probably on the plane. And then. The comedy show was just, you know, it just happened. No, when I came out, actually, it was, I left Phoenix in 80 degree weather, went to San Diego with 50 degree weather. I had a coat, but my chest and my throat was exposed to the elements when we came out and waited for an Uber. And you got, whereas you got sick. So yeah, she's sick, coughing. Not anymore. The whole nine yards. Anywho, so she'll be uh, sounding a little different today, and that's fine because we don't, you know, she gets on our nerves anyway. She gets on your nerves? <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so um, this is actually going to be kind of like a mini episode, just like a quick recap episode, uh, because this was the Women Tell All. Yeah, and it was exciting and an emotional episode for me. Mm, it was okay. It was okay for me. I I don't know. I was just like, eh. It opens up with Gary doubled over and he's in turmoil over the one rose for either Teresa or Faith. Yeah, because this is coming after the last episode that ended on, um, I guess we would call it a cliffhanger. Do you call that a cliffhanger in a reality show? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so it was a cliffhanger. Yes, and then we go to... The Women Tell All studio with Jesse, and he introduces the women that showed up for the Women Tell All. And I believe it was Patty, Pamela, Marina, Christina, Natasha, Joanne, Nancy, Edith, April, Kathy, Sandra, Susan, and Ellen. And they did like a little recap of everything that had gone on on the show with all the girls. Right. And uh, just kind of caught everybody up to date. And don't forget, Sandra opens up with a woosa fuck yeah, meditation. She did. <laughs> she had the entire um, audience and the uh, cast do her little whatever. It was it was funny. It's cute. Um, so the first person that they actually talked to that was really funny. It was Susan, and she really cracked me up because she said that. <laughs> 
her son was actually really upset over her six inch comment that she made on her first um, meeting with Carrie. Right. <laughs> and she said, if had I known he would have reacted like that, I would win for eight inches. And I was just <laughs> like, man, Susan's still my lady. I love okay, her. Okay, she's a G. I'm so sad she's gone. But I, looking back, I don't think that they would have been a good match. I think that Susan's just too, she's too much woman for him, I think. I don't think that it would have worked out well. So I'm actually like, I'm not upset. I think Susan could do a lot better than Gary. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I feel like, who? April. Who's April? Why am I forgetting? Are you kidding me? Why am I forgetting who April, April is? April is our fun one. Bok, bok, bok. Oh, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, April, they start talking to April, and she talks about how um, her family told her before she came on the show that she needed to tame herself down and that she better not be too over the top and then she said that she actually kind of listened to them and she regrets it and now I'm kind of sad that that right. happened that means that there was a whole other side of April that we did not get to see exactly. that was her true personality and I loved her little ankle twist look kids <laughs> let your parents live and be themselves stop trying to tame them this is two this is two for two now. wait wait are you really saying that right now I have never told you to tame yourself down I just remember when I was pregnant with Micah That's my different. stomach was so big and you and myself and and Jamila would go to the stores and I would automatically go towards one of those what are they wheelchair roll carts um mobiles yeah the mobile and scooters you all were so embarrassed and you would run from me that's right and i would sing as i sped down the aisle this is different because you would chase us and terrify <laughs> you you were trying to embarrass us there's but a i big was difference. being myself no yes you were you were affecting us in nope, the moment you were embarrassed of your mom riding in a scooter when the doctor said you did I had not to need take a scooter. it easy, I did need it. That belly was big as hell. Well, then you, you should have put it. on a belly strap. I had on a belly strap. It wasn't enough. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I Michael didn't want my mom big ass baby. chasing me around the store in a scooter. <laughs> Singing jingle bells, jingle bells. You were doing the most. <laughs> Y'all loved it. Um, Teenagers so, then. Yeah. I know you are going to have a lot to say about this episode. And I don't want to skip ahead of you because... Quite frankly, it was one of those episodes that, to me, it was a throwaway. Yeah, we got to, you know, get some some closure on Faith and whatnot, but I didn't take a ton of notes because it was just like... But we also whatever. got closure on, on, on the... Or not closure, but clarity on some of the women and their personality. Like, for whatever reason, Kathy felt like she needed to... Uh, address her behavior on the show and why she That's would tell right. Teresa to zip it. Yeah. You know, I think that she felt cornered. I think a lot of people on social media were eating her alive. Yeah, they were really um, making her feel bad. So I don't think that she really felt bad about it. I think that she just felt like she needed to apologize, which I don't like that. I don't like that she felt like she needed to just because people were eating her up. Um, I think that I think that that's just how she really felt. Yeah, she she was entertaining to me. Yeah, and I did not like her any less for it because you know I was on the same page. Teresa was on my nerves too. Right, and we knew she wasn't going to get picked, but she was good for I entertainment know, purposes. I know. Um, and she was a real one. She kept 
<laughs> real. Yeah. <laughs> Zip it, Teresa. So I want to tap in only for a moment because I'm a little grossed out. I don't think there's anything wrong with farting. I would just like to, you know, precursor that. I, obviously, it's natural <laughs> and everything. But the way it was done, they did a, they aired a clip of Sandra. Sandra in her confessional. She literally lifted her cheeks off the couch and let out the most gaseous, <laughs> horrific fart <laughs> I have ever heard. They did her dirty though. She probably thought they were gonna cut that out and they kept it. I was mortified. Because she said, one minute, please. And she left. And her she took a full and minute. And she let it rip. A rolling long rip. I was pretty mortified. And I want to know, that's what I was actually going to get to. Do you think that she freaking knew that they were going to air that? I, I don't know. She was completely embarrassed. She, her, when the camera went to play that and it went to her, her mouth opened so wide and she covered her face in shame. But you know what? If I'm in an interview with, someone i would never do that if i wasn't yeah, like, but i would never she do, do that she hold it in she Hell said that yeah, she you hold it in issues gut issues she mentioned I that earlier care. with the lactose intolerance if you and all. are in the presence of other people you do not lift your ass no you don't that. and rip that's no. too much so <laughs> that was out of control and she knew that everything that is filmed is fair game for editing and usage and, and they probably didn't explain it to them that well you know, this was, was their first go around. It was a lot for me. I'm sorry if I'm like, for instance, there you can hold it. I don't care what kind of irritable bowel syndrome you have. If you're on a plane, you hold that shit in, or you no, go to the people bathroom. let out silent farts all the time, and, and they, they should act. Pre- they pretend like it wasn't me. <laughs> and you know, they shouldn't. They should clench it or go to the bathroom. Right. Well, and let's. <laughs> So I just she redeemed herself with her pickleball. Yeah. Well, all I know is I'm mentioning it because it was a huge topic of conversation all over. Everybody was talking about it and everybody really felt like they did her dirty. And that Susan looked like Chris Jenner, but you and I, we called it day one, day one a, before the show even started. We were like, look, I was, I mean, we're there's our the Chris lineup. Jenner and there's our, um, Caitlin, <laughs> and i thought we were the only ones thinking that about um what's her name um um kathy kathy Kathy. yeah so and um, and and we weren't and that's just so crazy mm -hmm. christianer was like my twin and you can just tell susan was so she was elated she said susan was her fave too yeah because she yeah that's so awesome. I loved it. But it, it was very interesting because I was feeling like, you know, oh, well, Chris kind of could be the woman that sets the the tone for the other ladies like April, who we felt like should go a little bit younger because obviously Chris Jenner has been with Corey Gamble all this time. And he's I don't know how much younger that he is than her, but a lot. like 20 something years, a I think. Lot. And I was like, OK, so now the ladies need to start thinking about that. Because Gary couldn't have kept up with April or um, Susan in right, my book. Right. And so. And you were talking about Sandra's gas. You forgot Susan had uh, some gastric issues oh, too. And she was blaming it on the guacamole. 
Oh, that's right. The although the, they were the saying it was the meatballs that she made. I've never heard of meatballs giving anybody gas right ever right. in my life or guacamole. And I for saw that. her recipe for them too online. She well, actually put out her recipe. Listen, I haven't. I've got that covered. I got it covered. I don't need anybody's recipe. Yeah, for pasta. yours are delicious. For pasta. Or meatballs. Meatballs. We spicy love the meatballs. meatballs. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that ice cream I got you for your birthday one year? Sweaty balls. Oh, goodness gracious. That's a good ice <laughs> that cream, That was for though. your 21st birthday. That I was got a good you. ice cream. I liked it. A pint of sweaty balls. Uh, so moving along, um, we go into a more serious note. Well, don't forget oh. after Susan's call, the video call with Chris Jenner, Nancy, um, her daughter, th- they did a recap of why Nancy had to leave and how was, and Jesse was asking how her daughter was. You mean Joan? N- Joan. It wasn't it Joan? Maybe. I thought it was Nancy. Anyway, Joan. Oh, Joan. Sorry about that. It's Joan. Ju- that's literally what I was getting ready to talk about. Oh, really? But go ahead. You can you can take this one. No, no, it's fine. Da- her daughter had um, so because you were really going in on that, like it had to be something detrimental for her to be that selfish to ask her mom to leave. Which there is still an element of selfishness in that whole situation. But her daughter was dealing with uh, postpartum depression. Her mom's not a doctor at the end of the day, so even still, you know, if she she went back, what did she do? Take the baby? I don't know. Um, I felt bad. I felt it. Um, I didn't go through that, so obviously I don't really have... Um, but we know some people who have. Yeah, I don't have personal experience with postpartum depression, but I do have experience with when you, you know really feel super lost like that and you feel just emotionally um to the floor you really do need your mom I've been at that point in my life uh more than once where absolutely nothing else would have helped other than my mother period I a hundred percent understand that I think that may have been where she was right but then she's lucky because what about the women that don't have a mother I know it made me really sad to hear uh Joan talk about you know it was really sad for her having to go home even though she did it for the right reason she was really sad to do it and every single time she would come home she was hoping that she would see Jerry on her front porch right you know waiting for her that really tore me up inside yeah but she also confessed too that her family did confessed to her that they didn't realize they relied on her as much as they did and they felt guilty and they just figured that her life was over as far as a love life you know and having a significant partner but now that they see the magnitude of all of these ladies expressing you know their loneliness and still having the spark in them and wanting to have someone to you know go through the rest of their lives with that probably left a little guilt for them as well but also allowed them to say you know what mom if you get this opportunity again we won't stand in your way yeah so that was Joan's story so we got to figure out a little bit you know about what was going on with her and um you know I think that offered us some um 
better insight so that we understood, you know, why she made the decision. So that was cool that we got a little bit of closure on that. And then the last person that they did a cameo on was Ellen. Ugh, we got crybaby Ellen back into the mix. She just is too... I do not think that she was stable enough for this show. Do you really? I I genuinely saw it. And I'm, I'm taking out the formula of reality TV and the drama that they... Um, create for the show and the the things that are not super genuine the fakeness that comes into reality tv I genuinely could look in her eyes and saw the way that she reacted and um, her mannerisms and the way she talked and how her voice fluctuated and she looked sick it was very palpable um, her energy that shit was genuine. She was not in a healthy place. Like the, it ate her up. It broke yeah, her up. And she took the breakup really, really hard. For sure. Um, but I guess she was a favorite. But she made everybody cry. She did fuck. Yeah. She made me. Even me. She made goodness. me cry. I was so mad. I was like, why am I freaking crying yeah. on a stupid TV show? She made me cry. That was really right. sad. And if you watched the show, if you did catch it, it's because... Um, She had her friend, her best friend, that really was pushing for her to go on the show. And she's the reason why she did it. And her best friend had cancer? Mm-hmm. Had cancer. And her best friend was really, really looking forward to watching the premiere and watching the show with her. But she did not make it to watch it. And it kind of, it, it, it ate me up. Yeah. So I think that was the element of the emotions that really put it out there for everyone that the fact that her friend wanted to you know wanted her to find love again mm-hmm. yeah but she said she watched it with her in heaven so I guess if you that's how she felt you yeah. know it gave her her closure I didn't whatnot. get that kind of closure I was just like I didn't get that kind of closure I was more so bummed because I was like no she's <laughs> I felt sad. I didn't feel like she's oh, she's watching this TV show with me. I'm like, no, she's gone. I feel horrible. Yeah. It made me feel sad. Right. And then they bring out Gary. Oh, gosh. You know what? He actually cleaned up. He shaved them stubbles off you his face. You hated his stubbles. I did because oh I'm like, God. how lazy are you, dude? Oh. They cleaned up his face and he looked better in that. I don't know if it was the camera, the lightings, or whatever, but he looked better there in that studio to me than he has this entire season. I don't know how I feel about facial hair. It's like at one on one level, I love a good clean shave, but realistically, it literally lasts only one day. No, but stubble like every day, and you got these ladies getting all glammed up for you, and you can't even clean your face up. You know, either go for the whole beard or clean it up. You know, that's I do not want to see what Gary looks like with a beard. Eleven o'clock shadow was or a porn happening. stash. No. I don't want to see it. I don't. He looks like a clean shaving, clean shaven Opie Cunningham kind of a guy. Let's leave it there. Right, right, right. So of course he comes out and he's complimenting all the ladies and he's talking about how they made history together and. They, I don't know, the women were seeming a little giddy and stuff. Like, hey, Jerry, how's it going, Gary? Gary. 
I don't know. I fixed it. Hey, they they were calling him. Did you him, notice that they were yes, also calling yes, him Jerry? I did. Gary. It they was did hilarious. a whole montage. They did an entire montage of every single time the girls or someone, even the host, and even um, was it who came on the show? It wasn't Trisha. I, it wasn't Isaac Bazrahi. It oh. was somebody else, the fashion designer. Oh right, right. I can't remember, but even he, he could not remember to call him Gary he kept calling him Jerry <laughs> I was like okay so it was not just mom because that has been mom's I think thing if they the would have not messed with our heads from the beginning and just spelled it G-A-R-Y that it's his we would have gotten it in our heads but because it was G-E-R-R-Y we automatically yeah. was going to Jerry so instead to, of to, Gary to Gary's parents in, in heaven why did you do this <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was exotic spelling but yeah, they were all giddy and extra happy. And I think it's because they were extremely vocal. They actually all talked about this. Where they said that, you know, they gave kudos to their experience on this show. Every single one of them. And they said that how much more, um, I think, I don't know if the host asked them or if Gary asked them, but they each said how grateful that they were that they came on this show regardless if they got picked or not because now they have more confidence they feel more self-worth they have ambition to find love and it's all because of this show and that prior to coming on the show they honestly had very they felt very lackluster about the prospects of moving on and having a partner and even looking for it they didn't give a shit they were just complacent and comfortable in their lives and this really gave them the jazz it put that bolt of electricity in them so i think that's pretty cool it is totally mm-hmm. and they um formed a camaraderie amongst each other as well yeah so now they can all get together and play pickleball yeah <laughs> drink cocktails because there was a lot of drinking going on during the season mm-hmm. and um you know double date triple date whatever give each other pointers yeah um so i I don't know if my notes are just like off, but at this point, is this when they reveal who he actually picks? Yes. Uh, well, they basically, um, the ladies express their emotions while waiting for Gary to give his final rose. And this is the confessionals between Teresa and Faith, uh, Leslie. And then, right? Teresa and Leslie. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Teresa and Faith, because he had already given Leslie a rose on episode six. And That's right. That's right. It was between <laughs> Teresa and Faith that That's were his. Right. Faith, uh, my Katie Seagal. Right. So his bad. final two to give the rose to, and they were doing their little sidebar confessionals, talking about, you know, um, putting it all on the line and stuff. And yikes for on Faith, because she was kind of broken too. Faith was. She was putting all of her eggs in one basket. That's right. So they they put um, they aired the section where they revealed who Gary picks between Teresa and Faith, which ends up being Teresa, Teresa. obviously. And then after that, they actually bring Faith out on the couch to have a final moment. Yeah, to talk, and she was. You're right. She was mm-hmm. really broken up. She was numb. She said she was numb. And I would just like to she say was I was mar- ready to pissed. marry him. I was double, triple, quadruple pissed that he picked Teresa. I you was know, not happy about it. 
I don't know. But I think there's something about Teresa that Stop. reminds him no. of his oh. ex. I'm, I mean, of his deceased that's wife. Fine. This is my only, this is my total feeling. I get it. She's get mousy. Mine. She's, what do you call? I wouldn't, I, I don't want to say submissive, but I, she's I would. a yes man. I say she's submissive. And whatever you say and make you happy. Faith and Leslie are more. <laughs> Leslie's then, broken. I don't, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's she's so bad hard. news. I want to say they're tough and they're strong and they're ambitious. Faith is. Yeah. They're ambitious with their jobs, with their, their business life, but their personal lives, these women are torn. They are broken. And it's not just because they haven't had a relationship because they've all said they've been in relationships in the past. Yeah, and They just haven't told anybody that they loved them in a very long time. Yeah. I remember last episode, Faith, you know, we really got a sense that her and her sisters have kind of just not ever believed in love and they didn't have anybody that treated them well. And then F F Leslie also, those two have just been to the ringer with men in general. So, um, but faith I feel is more, I don't, I don't want to say sane. Faith is more emotionally, um, put together with it all. Whereas Leslie kind of just seems like a basket case about it all. Like she's, she's one of those people where you're just like red flag, red flag. <laughs> all she talks about is being wounded and done wrong in her past right talk right. about acrimony yeah. she is the poster child for it okay i can't wait till we get into that but that, that's the thing that i go back to as much as i felt for faith and i mean i really felt bad for her she was wounded she was she hurt. was but i she love was that a, till she was a she class on, act though. though when she left she looked amazing she was glowing and mm -hmm. she was very just like she left on a beautiful note she wasn't all like <laughs> no one so, was gonna see her down yeah well when they brought her out you know for the first time in front of um gary to talk about you know they reconnected for the first time yeah. since the so ceremony. they brought him out and the women tells all and mm -hmm. all the women are sitting up there you know looking at her and she's there and she gets choked up so many times. And I'm yeah. like, at first I'm like, is this real? Is this? And I was like, this chick was really, really into Gary. And she was really hoping that he chose her. You want to know what I felt with my core? Um, because I genuinely felt like this before. And I thought it was just me being like dissociative or something like that. But she said that she went from being in love with this man with all of her heart and feeling so connected to him and so close to him. And then during the rose ceremony, when they walked out, she felt like she didn't know him anymore. She looked at him and she didn't see him anymore. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. That's I deep. feel like I felt that before. Mm -hmm. who, and who the hell are you? Yeah. You know, I felt like she said, I didn't think I knew like you were a, she's, Oh, she said verbatim. I felt like you were a stranger again. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's a real thought process that people go through. Right. That yeah. was that, that connected with me that, but that hit. Yeah. And then Gary, he, you know, he's, 
first, you know, when he comes out, he's full of confidence and all that stuff. But then when him and Faith got deeper into it and he said, I broke my promise. I broke my promise to your family. You should have made a promise in the first place. Get crying me. his eyes out. But remember, too, where he told her in front of them, tell me you love me. I hated and that. Then he's, and then it was so controlling. Said, I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. I will told you, you that will he you feeds off of attention. He feeds off of these women just throwing themselves and telling him all these sweet nothings and you know like he they he want to be captain save a hole and he needs to hear it mom i'm telling you these fuck boys don't change just because they turn 88 no they do they not stay, <laughs> they, they stay the same just in a wrinklier um oh, skin suit okay yeah, i felt for him for one moment when he cried and talked about i broke my promise yeah yeah you were whatever telling too many people the same bullshit when Come he was on. Sa- when he was saying that to her i genuinely in my head i went back in time and could see him in college van wilder style being a little douchebag i was yeah. like he's and he's it, it'll yeah. change and i like i mean i'm gonna get off of faith but i just liked how what gary tried to br- uh, braze over saying that well all the women have feeling and all the women you know shared something she goes no. i'm not talking about them right now i'm talking about how you made me feel and how i felt and yeah. i felt terrible it was different and with her hurt. he made it seem different with her he was different with he her. made promises that he didn't keep but you know what i'm i notice a theme and obviously we're like a little bit behind so we haven't caught up completely but i do notice a theme with him where he makes that person feel like i'm gonna choose you like there's no one else i only think about you and mm-hmm. that's kind of whack but anyway moving on um they right. get a moment to reconnect and i don't know if we're missing any key points that the, two, that the two of them um shared with each other no that was it so. no then that was pretty much the end of the episode until it, they got into the blooper the blooper they time was funny. hilarious yeah. <laughs> they that is where they actually were doing the montage where everybody was calling him um jerry mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was hilarious yeah so the bloopers were so funny and that was actually the where they did the montage where um everybody was calling him gary jerry Gary. Wait, what's his name wait what's his name gary wait his name's gary right it's gary yeah yeah <laughs> even i keep forgetting and everybody kept saying the word so 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 because that they was had gary nothing to talk about that was gary he was the one <laughs> so, saying so. so i actually was making fun of liam i told liam about it i said hey they did a whole montage of gary because he kept going so 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 and liam does that shit to me he goes so and that usually means he's got some shit to tell me that i don't want to hear that's and, and who was gar- grabbing on gary's butt was that april that was in the bloopers too. him um, talking about their feet hurting and I don't think Gary it was saw, April. Who's grabbing on my butt. Yeah. Um, oh, that tarantula. What about that big ass tarantula? I'm, me personally, it would catch me off guard, but I'm not. That's the only bug. Well, the only spider. It's the only arachnid that I'm not afraid of. Everything else. Burn it to the ground i don't want anything else near me but i think tarantulas are really cute have you ever seen them up close They're a so tarantula cute. bite is not deadly nope. but it, i saw a documentary and they said it is the worst pain you will ever experience and if it's anything worse than me being stung twice by scorpions 
then wait I don't want nothing to do with no tarantula. No, wait. I thought tarantulas cannot bite you. No, they can't. Their mouths are too small or something. No, they said a tarantula. Pull that shit up. I'm about to. They said a tarantula bite is the worst pain you will ever experience, but you will not die. Not like a brown recluse where it eats into your flesh. What or the hell is a tarantula hawk? I don't know. Sorry. Or a scorpion that just is empties its venom in you to Scorpions are disgusting. You. They're just gross. And they hurt like hell. It said that a scorpion. It says that a tarantula bite is just like a, a bee sting. No, I'm telling you. I, well, maybe it was in the safari, but I saw a documentary recently. And they ha- they're, they're not very toxic. They're not very toxic at all. Yeah, I said they're all. not deadly. They do possess venom, but it's very whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Until you get bit by one, I don't want no tarantulas around me. But there was also boob exposure. <laughs> And, and a lot of gastric into issues. The pool. Lots of gastric. I mean, what? it's over. Once the you get over 40, your tolerance for milk and dairy. Listen, I'm going to say. Yogurt, all type I'm of things. I'm going to say over 30. Ice cream. I'm going to say over 30. Over 30. This yeah. is, it's a different day and age. And we never know what ingredients they're putting in these like, products that's today. Exactly too. What I was so I, say. that might change a lot of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah but, but it was a, a chill episode. It was just, like I said, a throwaway, fun, whatever. And they used the entire episode just to reveal to us what, you know, who was getting the rose. And that was pretty much it. Right. And the show ends as um, Jesse asking if Jerry would finally find love in his life and eternal. <gasps> it would be very emotional. Wait, I, I forgot about this. I did not have it in my notes. Can we just tap on for two seconds when the host was talking with Ellen and he started crying. He fucking made me cry. He, he made me why, cry. Yes. Yes. When he started choking up, I lost it. That's when like I was, the floodgates happened. I was like, damn. And he's like, I don't ever cry. And something else I wanted to mention that's kind of unrelated, but it bugs me. It bothers me so much when people apologize for crying. I don't like it. Right. You're people always like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't apologize for crying. Like you're crying. It's fine. And it made me actually think like I need to be more. I'm really graceful with Penelope and her feelings, but I really need to make sure that I'm not telling her that crying is not okay. Sometimes she cries because she just wants to get her way or yeah, something when you have a kid like not penelope wouldn't do it but when you have little kids in the store and they're throwing tantrums and acting out that's different hey you better cut that shit out yeah and that's something yeah but sometimes but kids cry because cr- they want to get something out of it and that's different but i also but if you're hurt and emotional yeah i want to make sure that she knows that it's okay to cry it out for those reasons not for the not yeah, for the reasons of a being a little state a little butthead but like for that and people always apologize. They apologize so much on stage for crying. Really? And I notice it all the time. I don't. Mm-hmm. I even learned in acting that if you cry, don't even wipe it. Let it go. And have you noticed how Viola Davis, when she cries, the snots and everything comes <sighs> I out? I mean, sometimes it'd be because a little much. That's a lot. But a, a good acting coach will tell you, don't stop it just let it go let it out let those emotions come yeah. out raw you know I and just, that's what yeah. she did and I think that I just, just don't like Jessie. where it hit, like him and her I'm sorry <laughs> Wait, hold on sorry I'm sorry oh. 
it's don't be sorry. <laughs> the Fucking tissue in the corner cool. of the eyes, like the housewives. Yeah. Come on, don't mess up my makeup. Oh yeah. So oh makeup. Oh, you gotta get the the little triangle corner of the tissue. <laughs> the Candace Dillard. But anyway, right. but yeah. So uh, that was so a, it a cool ends episode. with uh, Jesse basically saying that the adventure with. Um, Teresa and Leslie was going to be taking place in Costa Rica. That's why my you dad's have to favorite have your place passport. in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Look, all those ladies, it was mandatory that they have passports mm-hmm. because they do take you to an exotic island or, you know, just out of the country. And I hear there's some really good plastic surgery in Costa Rica. What the hell are we talking plastic surgery? What do you care in Costa Rica? I, I hear Costa Rica has some of the be- best plastic surgery in the world. Wow. Yeah. You Costa Rica and Turkey. You think the ladies got a little touch up while they were there? No, but I don't believe in aging gracefully, so. Whatever. I would be down to poke around. And, and now that you even mention that, a lot of the ladies were aging gracefully. I know I mentioned mm-hmm. wrestling and Botox and stuff early on in episodes, and that was only because one of my white friends said she knows the difference in the, the white cast members on here that had Botox and wrestling. But a lot of these ladies had loose skin, crazy Listen, skin. Wrinkles. I can tell you right now. They were natural. All of the national, all of the different races are getting plastic surgeries, Botoxes, Restylane's. They're all doing it. Well, you know, I know because I, I go to those. Yeah, uh, they're all shows. doing it. It is. Uh, it's huge. Even it's something unheard of to me. Like black girls are getting their lips even bigger, which is ridiculous. They're getting Botox and shit at 21 years old. And it's, it's insane. It's everybody. When you stop doing it, everything is going to fall. Sag it's going to drop. Because you're going to be sagging. It's going to, it's bad. It's not, no, you know, if it's for migraines and medical, you know, listen, mom, everybody's talking about they're getting Botox because they have migraines, just like everybody gets a nose job because they have a deviated septum. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not because um, I just want to improve my looks. And so they just went in and carved a little bit out, just, you know, help me out with you the know, breathing. Just a little touch <laughs> <up> in there, <laughs> you know, just a little, not too much, doctor. <sighs> Anywho, so we're looking forward to diving right into our next episode, which you can literally catch Right now, we're going to be posting these at the same time. Um, yeah, and if you're, or, or I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, because yeah. episode eight is Bachelor Fantasy Suites. Yeah. And Springs Resorts and Spa. Yeah, so um, we'll be diving into that stuff. Yes, anyway, thank you to our sound engineer, Will a.k.a. Billion. I had to throw that in there. He hates it. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking smoker. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you love to support our channel you can rate us and leave reviews and comments on um, our spotify our iHeartRadio, um apple podcast google podcast amazon podcast everywhere you can find your podcasts and oh i'm missing one i say spotify already yeah you know where you can find us we would love for you to leave reviews and um, all that jazz and if you have 
any comments or anything that you'd like to talk about, um, you can find us on Instagram at Beyond the Bond Podcast, and you can also email us at Beyond the Bond.